Hello, everybody. Welcome in to Sports Plus Live. If you're watching live on Thursday night, I'm Corey Miller here with 500 Side Sports Director Frank Cusimano. Or if you're listening on the Sports Plus podcast sometime later in the week, welcome there as well. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about. It's a pretty exciting couple weeks here uh, in St. Louis sports. First things first, we know this is Cardinals Town. Uh, not a whole lot of hot stove talk, but we'll take literally whatever we can get. Uh, some big news yesterday, the Cardinals did not tender a contract to John Brebbia, who's been one of their best relievers the last couple of years, or Ron Hill Ravello. Frank, I know Brebbia is a favorite of both of ours. They could still bring him back, of course, but uh, it does kind of stink that he didn't get tendered a contract. Yeah, and I think it all comes down to finances. And the amazing thing is we're talking about less than a million dollars. I guess that gives you a little idea of how uh, financially strapped the Cardinals perceive themselves as being. Now, I'm not sure if everybody's going to buy it, but if you are expecting to make $150 million from people going to Bush Stadium last season and you didn't make any, well, they are going to make adjustments. It does seem kind of odd. I guess it's, it's like a perfect storm for Brebbia. You're financial, financially, you're uncertain about the future. You don't know if there's going to be fans this year. And then the Tommy John surgery. You don't know when he's going to be able to pitch in 2021. So it's just, you know, some bad luck for John Brebbia. For sure. Hopefully they'll be able to. I mean, I don't know what he's going to be able to, to get out there. He could, who knows, he could come back to the Cardinals and they could work something out on a minor league deal or something. Because when he's been on, he's been their best reliever. And sometimes it hasn't even been close. He's been a lockdown guy. Uh, they missed him this past year. But that's going to be a big hole in their bullpen, which is strong. But this is a guy they've counted on for years now. Yeah, I think that he's a guy that scouts look at and are looking for flaws and looking for reasons not to make it work. Corey, he's really a dying breed, like a six foot, six foot one right-hander who doesn't throw incredibly hard. I mean, if you're a right-hander, you're usually about six, five, you're like John Gant, or if you're a lefty, it doesn't matter. You can be crafty. He's part of a dying breed and he made it work. I mean, we're talking about three years with an ERA of about three. So I think he's going to find work. Let's face it, most people that come back from Tommy John eventually are okay. Although with a lot of people, it takes them, you know, it's that second year back. That first year back, they're still trying to feel themselves out like Trevor Rosenthal. But that second year, they kind of become the pitcher that, you know, we've always seen. He's a great soundbite, too, so we're going to yes. miss that if he does end up going elsewhere. Uh, a lot of other interesting names around baseball, non-tendered yesterday. And like we've said, we don't know. We're not expecting a whole lot money-wise from the Cardinals this year, and these guys aren't going to come cheap. But there's some interesting names out there, like David Dahl from the Rockies, Eddie Rosario from the Twins, Adam Duvall with the Braves. All those guys bring power. Two of them bring it left-handed. I think it's a slam dunk. you got to try with one of these guys. Uh, the first two, Rosario and Dahl, really didn't have very good 2020s. So you might be able to scoop them up on a bargain on a one-year tryout deal to kind of reclaim some of their value. If I'm the Cardinals and I'm going to spend any money at all, which, hey, maybe they're not, I'm looking hard at these guys. Well, Rosario's intriguing because this is a guy that can hit 30 home runs. You know, Dahl hit, I think, 193 last year. Don't we have Tyler O'Neill to hit 193? 
Yeah, I'm not sure if that's. Hey, but Tyler, Tyler O'Neill, Tyler O'Neill wasn't an all-star two years ago, though. Yeah, he won a Gold Glove. I, I don't know. Um, the guy I've been talking about. If you want to have a perfect platoon, you go sign Jock Peterson, because you know he'll hit from one side of the plate, and Tyler O'Neill hit from the other side of the plate, and you'll have maybe 150 strikeouts, but you're going to have 35 home runs. I mean, if those two got to combine like 600 at bats and we're a strict platoon in left field, I think you'd get 35 home runs. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think Peterson's a guy, the Dodgers really haven't known what to do with him since, I mean, they bring in a lot of big names. He's kind of, I've been an odd guy out and hasn't really gotten a chance uh, to show everything that he can do. And he's got a lot of power. I think a a platoon situation with him and O'Neill would be something the Cardinals want to look into. Let's talk. Uh, we talk about this, it seems like, every time I come on here, but it's really what St. Louis wants to know the most. The longer time passes, it, are you getting more worried about Molina and Wainwright's status, or is it it's the same? Because for me, I was hoping, okay, if the Cardinals are going to get this done, they know what they want, they want to get it wrapped up soon. But the longer this drags out, it's starting to worry me a little bit. Well, I think if I'm Wainwright and I'm the best pitcher on the team, or I was last season, I don't want to get a contract strictly based on incentives. I need to get paid a little bit more, even though he's made an ungodly sum of money. So he's going to hold out. But let's face it, there's only two cities where Adam Wainwright is going to pitch in 2021, and that's Atlanta, who have already signed two free agent starting pitchers. So I think he's going to end up here. Uh, The Yachty situation, it all comes down to, is there going to be a team that's going to offer him two years? I, I do think the longer it goes on, the better the Cardinals' chances are. I mean, if I'm Yachty or Molina, Am I really going to wait around in January and February? Hey, will the Yankees call? No, I think I'm going to lock up a deal with the Cardinals one year with an option and finish my Hall of Fame career in the place where it started. Let's move on. And uh, I'm excited here. And I know I probably shouldn't be too excited because I've seen what happens when Missouri fans get excited. But Mizzou looks good in basketball and football at the same time. And it's fun right now. Jim Sterk, you just had an interview with him. He's uh, he's getting excited, too. This is what they've been waiting for with the Conzo Martin team for a while. Let's talk hoops first. That was really fun to, to watch last night, even at the end when I thought we were going to be due for another Mizzou heartbreak and they were going to blow it. But this veteran-led team and so had playing, uh, playing hard all the way to the end. They got it done against number 21, Oregon. I'm really excited to watch the Tigers the rest of this year, even though inevitably I know how things end for them on the basketball court. But it's fun right now while it lasts. It's interesting. You hardcore Missouri people, and I was texting with a bunch last night. Actually, they were texting me. We're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. You had no confidence at the end of that game. And certainly you have a right to feel that way. But this is a Conzo Martin team. And let's face it, you win nowadays in college basketball either with four and five star guys who are lottery picks or you have a bunch of grown men who've been in the program for three and four and five years who are 22, 23 years old. That's what he's got now. He's got a nice nucleus. He's got a great point guard in Pinson. He's got another great point guard in Drew Smith. Mark Smith is one of the best shooters in the conference. And what I liked last night was Jeremiah Tillman. It was the best 13 minutes of his career whether it was a sweet turnaround, a putback, a jam. You, you know, he stayed out of foul trouble. He's big. He's an athlete. If he figures this thing out, there's no reason why Missouri couldn't be like a 
fifth or sixth best team in the SEC. And if you're a fourth or fifth or sixth best team in the SEC, you usually get to the NCAA tournament. Tillman looked like a completely different guy last night. I think that's the best game I've seen him play at Mizzou. He was so smooth. He was so controlled. Uh, he didn't get too outside of his emotions. He was pulling down rebounds left and right, making silky little turnaround jump shots from the block. Uh, he was very impressive, and he talked about that, uh, his preseason really media session. His three, four years, he really wasn't that happy with how he played, and he's turned himself in to a different guy this year. He said he feels like a completely different guy, and if this is the guy that shows up for Mizzou the rest of the year, they're going to be a force because, I mean, athletically, we've seen Tillman. He's off the charts. If he puts it all together, and we know he wants to play at the next level, and he knows how big this season is. I think that's a big part of it, too. He realized, okay, I got to get my act in, my act together in this last year if I want to play at the next level. Yeah, player comp-wise, if you think about the next level, first of all, there's not many guys who are seniors that get drafted and have NBA careers now. But with his size, anything is possible. But he has always reminded me of Tristan Thompson, who was LeBron's guy in Cleveland. He has a solid NBA career, kind of a double-double guy. I'm not saying he's going to be as good, but that's, that's the goal. That's the player comp. If he gets there, he can be a rugged rebounder and a shot blocker and a finisher around the rim. That's the guy. Let's talk football now. Coach Drinkwitz in his first year already has Mizzou at four wins. That's more wins than I think a considerable amount of people were thinking Mizzou was going to get total this year. And I think they have a reasonable chance to win out. Georgia's obviously going to be tough. Arkansas this week is actually going to be tough, too. That's a much improved team. Uh, but I'm drinking the Mizzou football Kool-Aid right now as well. Well, you should be because Mizzou was very impressive last week. 41 to nothing against Vanderbilt. And there's just a lot of good things about this program as we speak right now. You have a quarterback who you may have for the next three or four years in Connor Bazelak. Uh, you're going to lose probably a great running back in Roundtree, but it looks like there's help on the way and Beatty's got another year. I think the key position, especially if you're Eli Drinkowitz, is the wide receiver spot. You know, it is a pass-happy offense. He is a creative offensive guy. You need to give that quarterback, Connor Bazelak, some long, lean, gifted three- and four-star wide receivers. If he recruits the wide receivers, I think they're going to be very fun to watch. That's a really good point because this year he really hasn't had that. He's kind of made do with what he can find. Kiki Chisholm, a Juco guy, a Tusky Dove, who I don't think anybody even knew his yeah. name until he's caught a couple touchdown passes. Hazleton, the, the transfer, uh, he's showing he can make these random guys – into really productive players. So if he can get a three or four star, like you said, in there, I think that could be huge. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, because this could be uh, his senior night, they're saying on Saturday, even though he's just a junior, is Nick Bolton, linebacker, because he could be headed to the NFL, and he's going to make an NFL team really happy someday. I, I love watching him play football because he is everywhere flying around. I think he's one of the most talented defensive players in the entire SEC. Yeah, and if Missouri was a little better, and I think he still has a chance to be the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not positive he will. Uh, he's a little undersized at the next level, but 
let me tell you something. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he has a 10-year NFL career. And I don't know if he's going to go in the first round, but he's going to go relatively early in that draft. He's just a classic overachiever. Uh, not that he's not athletic. He's athletic as hell. But he's just a little undersized to that linebacker spot. But, boy, he is the essence of that Mizzou defense. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, last thing here. We haven't talked blues in quite a while, so let's talk some blues here. I Hopefully, season's getting ready to start here in about a month or so. Things still up in the air. There's still a lot of notable free agents out there, but the Blues uh, are not spending any more money. Vince Dunn is still out there, though. He doesn't have a new contract. Frank, are the Blues just totally done spending any money until the puck drops? I think so, and I don't think anybody would blame Tom Stillman because they went on uh, quite a shopping spree to get Tory Krug right away. I mean, they pivoted right away. So with a certain... You know, if you're not certain whether you're going to draw fans when you're going to pick up all that revenue from people going to games, I don't see how you can spend any more. I mean, Vince Dunn's a good player. I'd love to have him, but, you know, you can't break the bank to sign him. And something new that just came out today, there's multiple NHL teams looking at having more outdoor games this year because of the pandemic and spread out seating and safety reasons. The Blues were not one of the teams mentioned Frank, if they were to do that, where do you think the Blues could play some outdoor games at that could be kind of neat? Well, I think, Even though it's not looking like it's going to happen here. But. Yeah, you never know what could happen because I, having three or 4,000 fans is better than having zero fans. I'm telling you, Centene has one rink outdoor, and I think that's the one that can seat about three or 4,000. I think it'd be cool. I don't know anybody who doesn't love outdoor hockey, but as you mentioned, according to Pierre Lebrun from The Athletic, there are like six teams that are really interested in this. And right now, the Blues don't appear to be one. But who, who knows what could happen? It would be a lot of fun. I like those outdoor games. Okay, last thing. We'll wrap it up. I like doing this, and we haven't done this in a while either. I'm going to pick a random Cardinals card. We'll talk about them. Let's see if I can get somebody from the 80s or 90s here. I got about a thousand Todd Zeal cards I just opened too, but we talked about him a lot. I think we talked about him before, so I'm going to try again. He was married to the gymnast Julianne McNamara, and I worked in Lexington. We drove to Louisville when he was the USA Today Minor League Player of the Year, and we spent some time with her. She was an Olympic gold medalist, I think, and Todd Zeal um, was regarded as a really can't-miss catcher, but Tom Pagnazzi turned out to be a little better defensively. So Zeal moves to all these positions, and he plays like you know, 10 teams, 14 years. I think he hit over three to home runs. Good player, but maybe he didn't reach, you know, all that potential we thought he was going to be. Who's Here that? we go. I got Joe, I got Joe McEwing. Kind oh. of, he was the, uh, the Skip Schumacher Daniel Descalzo before Skip Schumacher Daniel Descalzo, right? Yeah, he was. And he'll be uh, Tony La Russa's, I think, number one uh, coach up in Chicago. I think everybody in Chicago... Uh, wanted him to be the manager, not LaRusso, but I think Tony's going to keep him, and I'm sure Tony's going to really rely on him. He's had a lot of experience. I think he could be in line for a job here soon, somewhere, maybe after Tony leaves, since he's probably not going to be there for more than a couple of years. Okay, everybody, thanks for watching tonight, Sports Plus Live with myself and Frank, or if you're listening on the Sports Plus podcast, MLB. 
off-season hot stove, let's call it mild stove, rolling along. We'll be covering any developments as they happen. If they happen, we're just waiting to see, like the rest of the teams around the country. Okay, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Have a good night.